Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, we're one week away from the colossally overhyped NFL draft. Tony Kornheiser, remember when it wasn't overhyped before your Bears traded the top pick when you were saying, I can't wait for the draft. You're on the clock, Bears. Remember that? Yeah, I can't wait for the Bears. The draft is always overhyped. It's overhyped now. It's overhyped when we had the number one, and it's overhyped when we have the number nine. And I can give you 15 players we should be taking at number nine. And it's still overhyped. Am I clear? You loved it six weeks ago. You loved it. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Today's episode, Bruins Lose. The A's take another step towards Las Vegas. And Kendrick Perkins joins us to talk about Kawhi Leonard's knee injury. But we begin today with the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Lakers last night without John Morant. The very mouthy Dylan Brooks said of LeBron James, I'm quoting here, he's old, and further said, quote, I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40, unquote. Wilbon, is this too much talking, or is this what the Grizzlies need to do? Well, they don't need to. This is what they do. And it's not just because it's LeBron James. People don't really pay attention to small market Memphis all that much because they're too busy having to watch the Knicks on two or three times a week or even on national TV. But this is what the Grizzlies, particularly Dylan Brooks, does. This, This is their move. And so it's funny to me, Tony. I think it's theater. I think it's sort of camp. He knows what he's trying to do. He wants to get LeBron to come back at him, even though the Grizzlies were all told following those people following this stuff closely, that they know Anthony Davis is the guy that they really worry about beating them just because of the way it's structured. So Dylan Brooks is doing his thing. We wonder if LeBron is going to react to this the way, say, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant would have reacted right. in their primes as opposed to LeBron, who seems to base – basically have a much calmer demeanor. My, Matthew says to me today, Dad, how come LeBron just doesn't go right in Dylan Brooks' face? And I said, aha, that's not LeBron James. He doesn't want Dylan Brooks to get that reaction from him. I think it's a great subplot, Tony. What about you? Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned Anthony Davis because he had no game at all last night. <laughs> no he would have actually been better in street clothes. I mean, that was an opportunity for the Lakers to put this series away. They didn't take nah, that opportunity. They weren't going to last. No, if you go up 2-0 on the road, I think that, you know, yes. that, that is a real big True. deal. All right, so the, so the question is out there, is Dylan Brooks talking too much? If Memphis wins, no. But if Memphis loses this series and old man LeBron James has something to do with it, then, yeah, he talked too much. People seem to forget, Mike, Memphis is the favorite in this series. They, they yeah. finished second in the West. The Los Angeles Lakers finished seventh and we're out of the play-in for about four months. So the fact that they're tied 1-1 now, it's just sort of an odd time for a guy to get yappy. I have watched Dylan Brooks. He seems to delight in going up and down the court with LeBron and laughing at him and clapping in his face. He's always available to talk about LeBron. It seems to me that it's sort of the ticket for him to a certain amount of stardom. But I agree with you. I'm not sure LeBron cares about him all that much. I'm not sure. He can't. He get LeBron, I mean, when you are one of the great players of all time, and certainly a lot of people have him as the greatest. I may not, but I have him as certainly one of the five greatest ever. You're looking at Dylan Brooks and his glasses, and you're going, dude, what are you talking about? 
You, you, you've won one playoff series. So, and LeBron's demeanor, which is closer to Magic's than it is to Michael's and Kobe's, I don't think it allows for just going crazy, but this is worth, it's fun. Love watching that confrontation. The Bruins, as in the Boston Bruins, have dominated the NHL season, but found themselves on the other side of things last night. The Florida Panthers rolled to a 6-3 win in Boston, in Boston, to tie that first-round series at one apiece. Bruins coach Jim Montgomery says he will consider changes everywhere for Game 3. Tony, do you see this rare Bruins loss as a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Well, certainly not no deal, because uh, Florida put four goals out there in the third period. If that doesn't shake the confidence of a goalie, you wonder what does. So it's, it's at least... It's at least a little deal, and I'm inclined to believe that, that it's more than a little deal. I mean, I don't want to push a panic button here, but I think it is closer to a big deal. Mike, there's no team in the league under more pressure in the playoffs than the Bruins because of the season that they have had. Everyone sort of assumes or is looking to the fact that the Bruins would roll through the playoffs and actually win the Stanley Cup. And if you get in a situation where at home – you give up four goals in the third period. You turn the puck over 15 times when you that's normally the turn the puck over nine Turnovers. times. That's going to create a gasp or two. You know, really. Yeah. I mean, this was an yeah. unexpected circumstance. Yeah, Tony, it was the sloppiness with which the Bruins played that is the real reason for concern. Now, you could just say, you know what? I mean, turnovers are turnovers in any sport. And, you know, my, the, my least favorite fla- phrase in all the sports is, what coaches and players are, we're going to clean that up. As if you can just sort of wipe away mistakes forever. You did it once and it's gone. No, that's not the way it goes down. Now, they could reduce the number of turnovers and get back to something nine or under in the next game. And the turnovers were bad. They led directly to Panthers' scores. So I think it's, it's at least a little deal. It may be a bigger deal, Tony, particularly in the context of people winning the president's trophy, teams winning that, 36 times, eight. Eight of 36 have actually won the Stanley Cup. And nobody says, I think, my 2013 Blackhawks. So there's some concern to be had here. I think that's true. I think the concern is legitimate. We're going to know by game four or five how big a deal this thing was. But let me just say this about Florida. I don't think that the Bruins want to play Florida in this series. That's a bad matchup for them. Florida was the number one team in the league last year in terms of points. They were last year what the Bruins were this year, though not as good, obviously. They understand the pressure the Bruins are under because they were under it and they folded. You know, they go into this differently than other teams to me. We move. There's news today that the owner of the embattled Oakland A's has purchased 49 acres of land in Las Vegas, just off the Strip with the intention of building a 35,000-seat stadium with a partially retractable roof. The president of the A's, Dave Cavill, I hope I pronounced that right, or Cavill, told the Las Vegas Journal Journal Review, quote, Oakland has been a great home for us for over 50 years, but we feel there's a path here in southern Nevada, unquote. Well, Bon, how sad would you be to see the A's leave Oakland? Very sad, Tony. Um, You know, for somebody who has lived his whole life in the Midwest and the East, I've been to Oakland a fair number of times, particularly one when I covered baseball and the A's were really good for a stretch in the playoffs a lot. And then 
lately, since 2015, I go to Warriors games, a great many of them. And when you're walking in that arena, the old arena, the one that's not, you know, being occupied anymore, when you walk in there three hours early and there's a game next door, you say, wow, it's kind of quiet. There's a major league game here. And I would go in there, as I've told you, you could just sort of walk in. Usher, oh, you're going to the Warriors? Come on in, have a seat for a while. I love going there, but there's hundreds of people, that's all. It can't be supported. The spirit of that community is so great about its sports that I hate to see it, but, Tony, the money is so great, the revenue stream is so great in Las Vegas. They're going to have to do this, Tone. They just are, and it's going to leave them without the Warriors who were in San Francisco, without the Raiders who were in Vegas. It's just sad. It's another old bit. Okay. So let me give people a history lesson here. For every team that leaves one city, they are welcomed in another city. This is how Los Angeles and San Francisco got baseball teams. This is how Detroit and Atlanta got basketball teams. This is how Indianapolis and your adopted home of Phoenix got football teams. And this is how Dallas and Colorado got hockey teams. That's the way it goes. Okay, Vegas is getting everything right now, and Oakland is losing everything right now. But five minutes away, San Francisco has everything. The area is not bereft of professional teams. And nobody goes to these games. You can say to me, nobody. well, nobody goes because they don't spend any money and they don't nobody have a good product. Goes. And I would say back yeah. to you, in the last 11 years, the Oakland A's were in the playoffs six times. That's one more than your Cubs. People just don't go. They don't, they don't. go. This is, this is now the way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shed a tear for the great Charlie Finley teams, as we know, with Reggie Jackson and Joe Rudy and Sal Bando and Cat Fichonner, Rolly Fingers, Vita Blue, all of them. But you know how they got the team, Mike? Because Philadelphia A's left there and they went to Kansas, Kansas City. City. And the Kansas yeah. City left there and they went to Oakland. And that's the cycle of life, kids. Let's Tony, take a break. But, but no, hold on, before we take a break, Oakland right. is not San Francisco. And for people like me, you don't go What's there door, much. Though? You used to. There, it it went, doesn't matter. It's a world away. It's like the north where side, did we south stay side of Chicago, at the world Series. which is eight we miles away. At and Ricky's yet I packed Hyatt House. Do you remember that? It's Ricky's a Hyatt House. World is light years away. The communities are not connected in that way. I know what you're saying. You can get on BART and you can find That's your way right. to the Giants. Five and by minutes. the way, the go. Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Padres ain't going to want to vote for that. But it's, there's a sadness tone. and then Nobody's there. That's factually accurate. They're not there. But they're still, they're not there. it's, a, it's a no bit. They're not there. You know? They've had a chance. What will the Warriors look like tonight without Draymond Green? Are we still on that? We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. Haven't we moved on? And they're going to be in San Francisco. They've moved on. They're going to be in Oakland. We'll also ask him what Kawhi's knee injury could mean for the Clips tonight. And going forward, I go a hundred times I out of a hundred. There, a hundred times out of a hundred. If I asked you, would you rather be in San Francisco or Oakland? You would say, "You kidding me?" San Francisco Palace. You would Palace say that. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's get back into the NBA playoffs with our great friend from NBA Today, Kendrick Perkins. Let's start with the news about Kawhi Leonard, that he has reportedly been declared out for tonight's Game 3 between the Suns and the Clippers. He's got a right knee sprain. You know, what do you make of this, and, and, and how do you think this will affect the series? Well, well, Tony, I'm I'm actually devastated, okay? I picked the Clippers to win this series. And Kawhi Leonard has arguably been the best player in the playoffs on both ends of the floor. This has been one of the best series outside of Golden State and the Kings. But I will say this. I will say this. If you're the Phoenix Suns or if you're the Phoenix Suns fans, do not sleep on this game and do not think that Ty Lue is not going to have this Clipper team prepared. You have multiple guys, Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook, Marcus Morris, who we haven't seen, uh, Bones Holland, Terrence Mann. You have a lot of guys that are capable of going for big nights that they're playing at home. And we know role players play better at home. But I will say I am very disappointed that I'm not seeing Kawhi Jordan Leonard tonight. I am very disappointed. Yeah, I'm a little worried. As somebody rooting for the Suns, Perk, I'm a little worried about some trap game mm-hmm. elements. But we're going to move to another guy that we ain't going to see tonight, Draymond Green, of course, who was suspended for game three. Back in San Francisco, what do you expect, Perk? What do you expect from the Warriors? How do you think they can adjust? Can they cover one night? For Draymond not being there. Well, they couldn't cover the nights that Draymond was there. What makes you think they go cover the night when Draymond <laughs> is not there? The pace of the game and the tempo that the Kings play with is just too much for the Golden State Warriors. And when I think about that backcourt with De'Aaron Fox and when you add Davion Mitchell and then you look at Herder and Monk and those guys and that tempo that they're playing with, I just don't see this Golden State team being able to compete and stay with those guys. I actually got Sacramento winning tonight. I think they're playing exceptional basketball. Mike Brown is coaching circles around Steve Kerr. I got Sac winning game three. Sac winning game three. You and I will be paying close attention. Tony will have been on his pillow for about three hours. Um, That's exactly let's right. Go to an, let's go to another one of Tony's favorites, Dylan Brooks who has taken so many shots at LeBron, calling him old and saying, I like to poke bears, which I thought was very funny. Perk, does this stuff get under LeBron's skin? I mean, people make the comparison with Jordan and Kobe. You know, Jordan and Kobe, this would have, they would have exploded beyond this. Does this get under LeBron's skin, and what happens next? It, it does. And Dylan Brooks didn't just poke the bear. He actually pulled honey on himself. 
because that bass <laughs> coming Saturday night. All right, LeBron James, smell that honey, and he's coming for Dylan Brooks. I want y'all to think about this for a second. Over the past two games, LeBron James has taken 16 threes and only eight free throws. That's going to change. LeBron James is going to be more aggressive, and it's because of Dylan Brooks. And I don't think it was the smartest move by Dylan Brooks, meaning you're going on the road. You don't know if you're going to have your superstar. You can't expect Xavier Tillman to have a game the way that he did in game two because we know role players play better at home. I don't think that was the smartest move to poke, arguably, the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball going into his home court. We will get you out of here on this, and I preface this by saying that you were known as a defensive player um, while you were in the pros. Both Ja Morant, who you mentioned, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they got hurt on drives as defenders positioned themselves to take charges. Should the NBA expand the charge circle and that way cut down on this type of action? No, Tony, no. We can't change everything about the game of basketball. Like, charge has been around since the beginning of time. Like, we we don't take in consideration the guy who actually putting their body on the line to actually take the hit. I remember one of my good teammates, Nick Collison, like, he had cracked ribs and things to that nature from leading the league and taking charges. Nobody thought about changing the rules then. Like, that's part of the game. This is the game, putting your body on the line, sacrificing night in and night out. How bad do you want it? We can't do that to the game of basketball. Coaches will go crazy. I applaud you saying that. I do. I applaud you saying that because a charge, taking a charge is a legitimate defensive act. And if you get rid of that, everybody goes to the basket all the time. And it's not basketball to me, to me. Thank you for your time. It's better than a block shot. No. There we have it. Perkins, the last word on that. (laughs) Last word on that. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Diamondbacks have seen enough of your boy Madison Bumgarner, Will Bond. You're a Diamondbacks fan, I'm sure. Yeah, not exactly. What should we expect as Fernando Tatis Jr. returns to the field for the Padres? And I perk is right. He's right. That's it. That's the argument. That's it. No, there's no other point of view. You can't rule out defense from every sport. This is what we're looking at. Happy time, people. Happy 62nd birthday, Don Mattingly. After seven years of managing the Marlins, Mattingly is now bench coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. Mattingly has managed the Marlins and the Dodgers, which are at opposite ends of the spending scale. His career record is 889 and 950. He made the playoffs three times in Los Angeles, once in Miami. Mattingly was a terrific first baseman for the New York Yankees. He had an extraordinary run from 1984 through 1989 when he batted 343, 324, 352, 327, 311, and 303, an all-star in each of these years, won a batting title and an MVP. In five of the six years, Mattingly drove in over 100 runs, including 145 in 1985. Plus, he was a nine-time gold glove, and that's why they called him Donnie Baseball. So Mattingly's first six years remind me of Grant Hill's first seven. Those guys were all-stars, and they were great, but without the injuries, they would have been all-time Great. Go look up Mattingly. Go look up Grand Hill. You'll see the comparison. Unbelievable talents. Not so happy anniversary, Baltimore Orioles. 
On this day 35 years ago, the Orioles set the major league record for futility at the beginning of a season by losing their 14th straight game. They had fired Cal Ripken Sr. after going 0-6, and they hired Frank Robinson. Robinson went 0-15 before winning a game as the Orioles opened the season 0-21. And that's why they call him the O's. 0-10, 0-12, 0-14, so on and so on. Just five years before the Orioles had won the World Series, Cal Ripken Jr. and Eddie Murray were on this team. You liked going over to write about that team when we were both at the Washington Post. I liked being around Frank Robinson, even though I was terrified of him half the time. But you enjoyed that, didn't you? I loved, I loved yes, I loved the Baltimore baseball team and how they treated people when they went there. Happy Trails, Madison Bumgarner. Your Arizona Diamondbacks designated the veteran left-hander for assignment today, meaning they will eat the $34 million left on Bumgarner's five-year, $85 million contract he signed before 2020. Bumgarner was great for the Giants, helping them win three World Series. Wasn't nearly as good for Arizona. In four years, though, there, Bumgarner has a 5.23 ERA in 69 starts. His worst outing came yesterday. He allowed seven runs and three innings to St. Louis. His ERA ballooned to 10.26. Bumgarner, 33, could clear waivers and sign somewhere for the league minimum, 720 grand. Bumgarner said, it's a quote, I wish I had some kind of answers, but I don't. He's only 33. Maybe he can go to the bullpen, have a second career as a closer or something. I don't know. We don't know. Let's go to the big finish. The Oilers beat the Kings to even that series at a game apiece. Are you impressed? Yeah, they blew another two-goal lead, but they got it right this time and won. That's the series to watch. Fernando Tatis Jr. returns for the Padres tonight. Your expectations? Hope he's great. Hope he plays every game for the rest of the season. Hope the ringworm goes away. Mike Brown of the Kings won NBA Coach of the Year. I'll bet you agree with that. Yes, I do. I know you hate when I talk about who I voted for, but I voted for Mike Brown as Coach of the Year with Sacramento. Yes, Wizards fired GM Tommy Shepard. You've been calling for that. Your thoughts? They're a bad team. They're a complete no-hope team. He churned over the roster every year. They never got any better. Last one, Lightning at Leafs. Game two tonight. Who you got? No excuse from the Leafs. Win the game. I know it's a tough challenge with the Lightning, and the Lightning are looking to take out Boston in the next round. Win the game, Toronto. Win the game. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get us on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Tell you something San Francisco never had. Lowest the pie queen in Oakland. The best breakfast in America. Not San Francisco. Just Woodson.